Super Chat. My name is Flora. And my name is Fauna. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy. I'm ready to do it. Let's dive in. Let's dig right into this. How has your week been, Fauna? Uh, I <laughs> forgot for a minute that we did this. And so when you asked me that, I was like, wow, what a nice question. Oh she really God. cares. No, it's <laughs> but in the no. script, my man. It's part of the script. Um, That's a great question. I guess I'd... good. I don't know. I'm literally blanking on anything I've ever done in my entire life. So uh-huh. I'm going to go with it was neutral good. Okay. How was your week? Mine was all right. I saw a really cute frog today. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I made my whole day. I might post. I'll post that on Patreon. I want you guys to see how cute this frog is. I took a picture. Obviously. Shit! What kind of frog was it? Big? Was it small? Um, was it medium? I don't want to give away anything about yeah, where I live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. I guess. Um, I guess we don't want to give away too many frog details too, in case there's a sketch artist listening among us, and they'll just sketch they'll it just, out really quick. Yeah. Like if I'll... I describe it at all, you'll know instantaneously my address. Well, it'll nullify the patron post too. Right. They'll just post it for us, and they'll be like, well, it's just been written out of our own script. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. let's not get too loosey-goosey with the frog facts. Plus, we haven't even okay. done a frog episode, so, like, we don't even know anything about frogs. We did do a frog episode. Oh. <laughs> it was the poison dart frog. It was oh. our Tide Pod friend, and the one that uploaded in the most hellish way possible. <laughs> you know, that was approximately a year ago, so I don't. That's gone from my it brain. Was- it was approximately a year ago. This is awful. I'm back, baby. You're just someone called us out. Someone called you the fuck yes. out. <laughs> I was gonna say someone called us out on Instagram, and I was just like trying to be cool for once, and everyone's like, "Hey, you did. You missed a pun." No, I didn't. I'm thinking of this constantly. It's literally my only skill in life. <laughs> so you got God. Welcome back. Now it's just going to be like an influx of puns constantly. Great. I'm going to die. I guess you guys asked for this. Let me crinkle my paper and drown out the puns. Okay. Uh, Hey, what's your cat doing? And what are you drinking? I'm drinking a warm Bud Light Lime that I've been nursing for approximately an hour. And my cats are locked out of the room again. I decided to just forever banish them from my podcasting room because... If they're in here, they're fighting. If they're out there, they're fighting, but it's through a door, so I can't hear it. Cool. Sounds like a good solution. Um, what's up with you? I just finished a glass of wine. Now I'm drinking nothing, which in hindsight is not a good idea, since I'm going to be talking for a bit. And yeah, my cat... Yeah, my cat was behind me, um, and then he kind of vanished, so I'm, I actually don't know where he went. That's alarming. Hopefully nothing sinister is afoot. There's always something sinister. Oh, you know what this asshole did the other day? Okay, so I was cooking dinner, and I was, I think I was doing like a one-pot pasta or something. Anyways, I had a, yeah, like cut down the dishes, my dude. That's an eco-friendly solution right there. (laughs) Uh, But I I had to add a can of beans to it at one point, and so I drained them, rinsed them. They're sitting in a bowl on the counter, ready to go in this pot at like a moment's notice. I step out of the room for mm, 20 seconds, come back in. This little dick is up on the counter and he's just like, not with these beans. What? Like he was just like, nom, 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 nom. eating beans? And he was eating a bowl of beans. And I was like, what? And I like chased him off the counter and he g- jumped down on the ground. I was just like hurriedly trying to like snarf up these beans. But you could see in his face he hated it the whole time. Like he right. was like, these he are disgusting. Even like beans. No, he hates them. But I think it was the like forbidden fruit factor. Yeah. And I was like, God Damn it! So I was, so, I was like, God, this idiot's eating beans. <laughs> it was reminiscent of that time that he gobbled my chili back, and yeah. I was like, You can't God, leave him unattended. You can't go anywhere with that cat. I can't. I guess I gotta lock up my beans constantly because I got a little bean thief on the fucking run. What he's a freak! A, he's a big bean thief. <laughs> he is a, the biggest bean thief. Be on the lookout. <laughs> Public enemy numero uno. Jesus. Anyways, um, um, public bean of me. <laughs> God damn it. You don't need to just like force them out now. 
<laughs> just the floodgates have been opened. Ain't no beavers to dam up this pun bridge. Bridge? I don't Damn. know. I'm just speaking nonsense now. Um, let's talk about this Game of Thrones hole you've dug. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the fact that the showrunners have also dug the show into a hole. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it still. Okay, well, it'll be a short conversation. So don't talk about it. Um, <laughs> so I did text you and ask for, like, I couldn't even think of, like, what other animals were in the show. And you texted me trout, which sounds so goddamn boring to me. Like, it just, I just need to be in the mood for a fish. And God, I just some ichthyologist out there is, is silently weeping. They can weep all they want. Sometimes you gotta be in the mood for a fish. And a trout? Come on. Ah, oh, best fish. Don't <laughs> even... Yeah, and then I don't even remember the other things you said, but I was just not in the mood. So I just didn't pick any of the ones you sent me. Oh, neat. But I did still pick an animal from the show. Okay. I picked the raven. Oh, dude, that's so good. Because in the show, there is at least one raven. (laughs) It's confirmed. There's at least one. Can't confirm any more than that. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this spooky bird. Hell yeah. Uh, is Edgar Allan Poe going to come up? Oh, God. I hear it. Well, he literally, by saying that, he has. <laughs> so no, he's, he's yes. floated into the room. <laughs> you just summoned him, and now he's breathing down my neck. Well, I mean, sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, is it? It's not happening to you. It's happening to me, and it feels not nice. Number one, because he's a skeleton, because he's a million years dead. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So is he a ghost, or is he just like a like bone boy who walked up behind you? Oh, he's like a fully articulated skeleton. Yeah, he's not oh. a ghost. He's in here in, in the bone. In the bone. I've got the I've got the spectral form, so I guess oh. better. Yeah, he's just sort of floating in the corner, like watching me. Oh, mine has his hand on my shoulder. <laughs> his his bone hand. <laughs> And he's breathing his bone breath down your neck. <laughs> All right, listen up, bone daddy. We got business to attend to. Okay, so All this right. is the raven. It's an animal. It's a chordate. It's an avis. It's a bird. It's in the order of the passeriformes, and these are the passerines, the passerine birds. So those are perching birds. They have perching feet that helps them perch. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Perching. Oh, my God. Bird so nerd over here. They have three toes on the front and one toe on the back. So they're like grippy little feeties. Mm-hmm. This is in the family Corvidae, and those are the Corvids. So those are crows, ravens, magpies, etc., etc. There are over 120 different um, species in Corvidae, so a lot going on. So the genus is Corvus, and the species for the common raven is Corax. So Corvus Corax. Just kind of sounds cool. Yeah, it does. So just right off the bat, what the fuck is a raven and what the fuck is a crow? <clears throat> they are different, apparently. Hit me with that knowledge. So ravens, okay, so like just picture a crow, just picture kind of like you just, okay, let's, okay, here we go, here we go. I'm picturing too many things. Yep, you just bought Bethesda's new RPG and Uh it's called Blackbird Simulator 2025. Okay, it's coming out soon. Okay, so at the beginning of the game, like you have like the weakest armor set and like just... You're just, like, a little twitchy, weird thing. So you're, like, a crow. Okay. And, like, by the end of the game, like, you've defeated 90% of the bosses, and you've just become more advanced and big and beautiful and amazing. You're a raven. Oh. Okay. And then the game glitches out because it's a Bethesda game, and it crashes, (laughs) and you just, like, clip through the walls, and the game ends. So that's what that happened. Okay, but, okay, so ravens are bigger. Okay. Um... They typically travel just in pairs, in a mated pair. So if you're only seeing two, you know, odds are good. It's a raven. Crows are going to be in big, large flocks. Oh, okay. Ravens, because they're bigger, they can soar. And so they can, like, glide and get on airstreams and shit and thermal Mm -hmm. whatevers. Um, Crows can't. So they're going to do a lot more flappy flappy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The raven has a different tail shape. Um, the middle of the feathers of the tail are longer, and so, like, whenever its butt is, like, extended, it kind of almost looks like a diamond shape or, like, a wedge, whereas a crow is a flat, like, fan. Like, they're okay. all the same length. Okay. So, when even when they're above you, you can kind of tell who's who. Um, but yeah, crows, like, when they land, they, like, flit around, and they're, like, twitchy, and when they, like, crow, they're, like, 
bobbing their head and, like, moving their whole body. And when a raven, like, perches, it's like, I'm here to stay. I am a large bird. And it, whenever it, like, needs to make noise, it maybe just, like, moves its head a little bit. But it doesn't, like, fully, like, flick its whole fucking crazy tweaker body like crows do. Mm. So um, it's more of an elegant, refined bird is what yeah, you're telling me. Yeah. I'm just going to dunk mm. on crows. So crows have the typical just, like, ba 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 fucking, like, yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. You're a crow. Um, ravens make more, like, croaking and honking noises. Mm. So I did play a bunch of them earlier, and my cat went fucking bonkers <laughs> cat's like ah! so if you have a cat at home play some of this he was literally like looking at the ceiling I was like, are they up there um so yeah maybe I guess... maybe you just summon some ghosts cats can see ghosts you know oh i'm sure you saw edgar oh my god i was just gonna say the one time you locked them out of a room a skeleton poet shows up because you have a neck massage <laughs> what have i done uh, beak length and stuff is different. I mean, but they are both big blackbirds. So, like, whatever. And 99%, and by 99, I mean all of the population uses the words interchangeably. And their, I mean, their habitats are, like, totally overlapping. So yeah, they're identical, can, right? Yeah, you can have them, like, side by side. Interesting. Um, yeah, so the common raven, which I'm just going to talk about because it's the most common one, is also one of the largest species of raven as well as the thick-billed raven. But the Ooh. common raven also has the largest distribution of any other corvid. So it's, like, just the northern fucking hemisphere of the planet. I guess that, like, checks out with the show then, huh? Because those guys are all over the place. Oh, but, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The There's north. some, like, sick parallels. My favorite... And I'll give you the fun... F- I'll save this to the end, because I didn't figure this out to the end, so I'll save it to the end. So just hold on to your butts. Okay. Um, a group of ravens... It can be referred to as an unkindness, a treachery, or a conspiracy. Excuse me. Or. What's with the shadiness with all the blackbirds? Yeah. Or if you're not just like a weird, dumb loser, it's called a flock. Like, I don't know why there's like special. It's a flock of goddamn birds. Can you just calm down? Um, And of course, the famous just like nerd fact is like a group of crows is a murder. Oh my God. LOL. It's a flock. No one fucking says that. It's a flock. Some people do. If you were out and you're like, oh, look, a murder of crows, I would, like, actually trip you into traffic. <laughs> you say that, Flora's going to deck you. <laughs> I will deck you in the face, and then the crows will come and eat your dead corpse. Which which one, or do both of them, are, are they, like, excited about treasure and will, like, make friends with people that bring them treasure? Yeah, they Or is seem, that an old wives' tale? No, it does seem, like, overlapping stuff from both of them and their intelligence as like a corvid they seem to have a lot of similarities okay and stuff so like when i'm and because their terms are used interchangeably it was kind of hard for me to like nail down i would google like raven intelligence experiment and it would be like look at this crow learn how to sew a fucking shirt together and i was like well that's not (laughs) what i googled okay so i did have a hard time um so if you work with any corvids like let us know how wrong i am but the internet wasn't helpful Mm-hmm. Okay, so the common raven, there are eight subspecies. Um, in appearance, there's very little variation, so they kind of all look the goddamn same. Mm-hmm. Uh, the common raven is also one of the heaviest passerines, so it's a big boy. They can mm-hmm. be up to like two and a half pounds, which is about 1.2 kilograms at maturity. So it's pretty heavy for like... It's a thick bird. Yeah, a big flighted little man. Big, big little man. <laughs> I love that band. <laughs> it's the big, it's the spinoff from the Blue Man Group. <laughs> it's the Big Little Lies sequel, Big Little Man. <laughs> Bummer. Okay, so description, just length, 54 to 67 centimeters, which is 21 to 26 inches. Wingspan mm-hmm. can be 115 to 150 centimeters, which is 45 to 51 inches. And like Damn, I that's said, pretty big. Um, about 0.69 to 2 kilograms or one and a half, and it does say up to four and a half pounds, so. Uh, did you say 0.69 kilograms? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, so description is black. It has black iridescent plumage. It mm-hmm. does have a large, slightly curved bill. Oh, I also saw, if you see a bird, like a large black bird, and its top bill curves down even further and, like, makes, like, a little hook, then it's mm-hmm. a raven. They said crow's beaks don't do, oh. do that so okay That's but not all know. of them have that tip i mean they're constantly like rubbing that off and stuff so 
Uh, and then the iris is dark brown, so it kind of blends in with that black bod. Mm-hmm. When they fly, this is just fun, uh, their feathers produce a creaking noise that has <laughs> been likened to the rustle of silk. Uh, I wouldn't call silk creaking. Nope. Those seem like they're opposite And, like, how do you hear him flying? He doesn't, like, hover. <laughs> like, you heard him for an instant as he flew by. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. It sounds like something some lunatic said once, and it's just stuck. Yeah, they're like, look, it's a murder of crows. I bet their bone, their fucking feathers creak, and then I pushed him into traffic. Oh, short-lived. Uh, okay, I don't really know what to do with that information because it's nonsense. <laughs> I, I agree. Okay, Kay. there was also a, um, I think it was an actual subspecies of raven, the pied raven, and mm-hmm. it was a, uh, there's cat hair in my mouth, there's not even a cat in the room, and there's cat hair in my mouth. Um, <laughs> they were, they were, like, native to an island in the United Kingdom, but they're now totally extinct. But they had a white head and kind of, like, a light brown wing and, like, belly region. They were, like, really pretty. So you should – oh. we'll probably post a picture of the Pied Raven. It was very different looking. Um, I'm looking it up now. Do it. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Well, Holy it's crap. just, like, really interesting looking because it's not, like, fully one co- – I mean, they're pied. That's what that word means. Mm-hmm. But, and then, like, I don't know. Sometimes he looks like just like a little seagull and, like – Yeah, it's so, like, pure. And then he's corrupted and it became all black. Yeah. And, I mean, they're dead, so, like, yeah, there's none left. <laughs> Bumsky. Um, but you can still find, like, white crows, like, leucistic and shit that we talked about. Um, yeah. Like, in lion episodes and stuff. But they're not albino because, again, they don't have red eyes. They still have pigment in their eyes. God, imagine that, though. That'd be spooky. It would be super spooky. But, yeah, I guess if, apparently there's still white ones in British Columbia, so – Sick. Uh, vocalizations. They have a wide variety of vocalizations. They have found over 30 recorded. And most of them, it says most used in social interaction, which, mm. like, yeah. I mean, so is our language. <laughs> like, I. Sometimes, sometimes I just scream into the void. Right. Like, with... sometimes I scream at, like, nothing and, like, yeah. I don't know, the microwave or, like, my computer. So, like, right. duh. Okay, I just thought that was just like a fucking <laughs> obvious fact. Um, but yeah, alarm calls, chase calls, flight calls. Didn't give a description of what any of that fucking means, but those are things. Um, they can mimic, so a lot of corvids. Mm. I don't think all, but maybe all. I don't think all. Um, corvids can mimic, and they can mimic in human speech as well. So you can hear them talk. They can say hi. They have pretty good pronunciation. Some of them even better than parrots. They make cool. like clapping, clicking noises. And sometimes um, they said if a mate loses their partner, they'll actually, like, just mimic their voice and, and like, try to call Aww. them back. Oh. Which is, like, why wouldn't you just call them in your voice? They know your voice. Why would you say to them their voice? Dude, whatever. Crows, ravens, whatever. Uh, they also... You seem, like, full of hate. <laughs> it's just... This one had, like, a lot of weird facts, and it was very hard to look up because everyone was like, look at this crow. And I was like, I'm not looking at crows. You're telling me it's a different bird, and then you're showing me the same bird. Hmm. I'm mad about it. Conspiracy. Uh, They also have been known to communicate by gesturing. So they have been seen at pointing at things with their beak to show I thought you were going to say their wing, and I was going to flip out. (laughs) No, their beak, which is – that's crazy. And if they need to get the attention of another crow, God – another raven then uh-huh. they've been seen to like pick up objects and like hold up an object and be like look at me hey i'm like trying to get your attention here's a question do they make the like okay sign and put it beneath your knee what you know you know that game where it's just like no gotcha are you serious you never played that in like elementary school no yeah it was like you make a little like okay sign and then you like i think it's like below waist height or something and then if someone looks at it, it's like you get to punch them because it's like, ha ha, sucker. They did that like on Vine, but like we played real games in school. Well, I'm not saying that was the only game <laughs> I ever played. They did it on Vine because it's a thing. <laughs> what? I'm yeah. not here for this hate. Oh my God. You're just grand. You're just saying crazy, crazy things. I don't think I am. Listeners, back me up. Yeah. Did anyone finger their knee in elementary school like fucking Vana did? I think you absolutely didn't listen to anything I said. <laughs> but that's 
that's fine. Let's go ahead and keep going. And I'll just keep listening to you spout hate. <laughs> I wish you could see me right now because I'm doing the okay symbol under my knee. <laughs> I wish you could see me right now because I'm flipping you off. <laughs> oh, I can feel it. I can feel the love. Oh, you know what it is? It's Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> he brings out the best in us. It's what? It's Edgar oh, Allan Poe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you His said Ed- I literally thought you said Edgar Allan Crow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Oh, but, man. But incorrect. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to stoop to that level. Thank you. Thank you. It's okay. actually it's actually Edgar Wright. <laughs> I was here. No, it's the other Edgar. It's Edgar Wright now? <laughs> yeah. The, both the Edgars are here. Dude, I loved Baby Driver. I know. Isn't it good? Okay. Uh, Habitat-wise, it lives, like, I don't know, Northern Hemisphere. It can live in the Arctic. It can live in temperate North America, Eurasia deserts of north like Africa, everywhere yeah islands of the pacific ocean it's been seen in tibet at up to 5,000 meters or 16,400 feet but also just on mount everest at 6,350 mm. meters or 20,600 feet that's a lot that's <laughs> a lot they do prefer wooded areas with pretty large expanses of open land kind of nearby um, they've also been seen to prefer coastal regions because it's kind of good for nesting and feeding. Um, but we're seeing, obviously, surges of numbers in dense human populations as well. So wherever humans are, you're going to see some ravens. My man. All right. Sounds good. So like I said, socially, they will travel in mated pairs as adults. But juveniles will kind of hang out together and hang out in little flocks of just like teen gangs. <laughs> okay. It's me and my teen gang. The ravens. So because of their large size and their intelligence and their attitude and just everything else that's going on with them, they actually don't have, like, a terrible time with natural predators. So that's another reason we're seeing, like, an influx of them. They can get preyed upon, uh, or their eggs can get preyed upon by, like, owls, martens, and eagles. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're going to attack and lunge and protect that nest. So they're very good at, like, defending their nest. Uh, adults can be caught by, like, lynx, coyote, cougars, but you can probably imagine those animals aren't, like, prioritizing trying to chase after a raven. Absolutely not. Uh, but you, they have seen that, uh, ravens are sometimes weary of novel carrion sites. If there's, like, a brand new kill, they'll just, like, kind of hang out and wait and, like, see if a crow will show up before they start eating. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because they're like, I'm going to sacrifice you, and then I'll check and see if I can eat. That's smart, though. But they're very good um, defenders of their nests. And, of course, like I said, they're really intelligent. So they've even been observed not only, like, lunging and attacking and dive-bombing predators, but even picking up stones and, like, dropping them on predators (laughs) trying to climb trees to get to their nest. Bitch, you thought? (laughs) Fucking stoning you. That's badass. Good job, Raven. Come at me, bro. Come at us. We're the West Cravens. (laughs) The West the West Cravens. It's the teen gang. That's pretty good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so breeding. Like I said, they're going to pair up. And they do it pretty young. Um, but they don't usually like pick their like mate for life for like a while. Uh, the courtship stuff, they'll do like aerial acrobatics. They'll go crazy in the air. They'll fly around. They have to show their ability to provide food. Um, mm-hmm. And they can even like show demonstrations of intelligence to kind of impress um, each other cool so they're like they want the whole package you can't just like look good Mm-mm. no you got to be intelligent you got to be able to cook makes yeah. sense that's a good vetting process yeah uh and typically monogamous but again they have recorded non-monogamy where a female like has a mate and when her mate like leaves like another guy shows up and it's just like hey <laughs> <laughs> go girl <laughs> so that happens in like everything one of the things people are always just like the penguins don't they mate for life oh it's true love and i was like no they dick down on each other all the time and like this penguin right here has stolen every mate from all of these and she's the oldest and she's copulated with like 90 percent of our males so no true love is dead okay (laughs) it's not real (laughs) penguins it's not real with you and your ex-husband linda so just get over it damn i would love to be at a keeper talk with you it's a real fun time yeah, it sounds really welcoming and warm. Yep, especially when I get asked the same question every day of my life, 45 times. Or, or when you're answering it, like, uh, you're answering someone's question and then they interrupt you to ask the same question you're answering. And you're like, yes, 
why have you sent me to hell? Yep, 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 yep. I wish... No, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, okay. So breeding <laughs> pairs will need to have a territory settled before they start building a nest or doing any of that business. So they will aggressively defend their territory and their food resources. So see some like raven on raven drama. Okay. Uh, whenever they build their nest, it's a kind of a deeper bowl. Um, it can be made up of large sticks, twigs, and then they're going to bind it with an inner layer of kind of roots, mud, and bark. And then they line it. This is like the cushiest thing. They line it with some softer material. Ooh. Like what, might you ask? How about some deer fur? <laughs> that was the example. Whoa! That's pretty good. So I don't know if like a raven is like going and plucking a deer or like waiting to see them like rub shit off on branches or just like finding a corpse and like plucking fur off. How is the fur collected? I'd like to think that they're sort of just stalking the deer and the deer's like always looking over its shoulder like, man, come on. I know. Hey, and it has what? just like a bald spot on its ass. <laughs> yeah. The raven's just like, nothing, just waiting. It's like, quit following me, dude. That's, I, I see that as well. I think that's how it happens. Imagine, imagine if that happened with us. Like, I'm just following you around waiting for like part of your body to slough off so I can take it from my own bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a new pillowcase. <laughs> actually, hate that. Yeah, I hate that. Maybe that's where the like the whole like ravens are like, oh, they're waiting around for you to die. No, they're waiting for you to like drop some hair, my man's. <laughs> they gotta make but, a cushy nest. Yeah, that's all they need. Whatever. Um. Okay. Yeah. And this nest can be placed in large trees or like kind of those coastal birds will do like cliff faces. Um. And then they can do old buildings and kind of utility poles as well. So they kind of just hmm. work with what they got. Yeah. The female can lay three to seven eggs. They're usually, they're usually, they are bluish green with brown blotches on them. Ooh. Incubation can be 18 to 20, 21 days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the female's going to be sitting and incubating and, like, doing all of that. So the male doesn't help incubate, which is really mm-hmm. weird to me. And I tried to look in more information. And, of course, nobody wanted to give me any of it mm, uh, but the male does stay and he'll stand and like crouch over them but he literally doesn't sit on them and like brood and i'm wondering <laughs> if he doesn't have a brood patch which would be like a bald little spot in his belly so he can like make skin t- contact with the egg but god mm. forbid anybody have that information so i don't know you know what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to track down a raven and get the answer yourself. And look between his legs. Oh, you know what you could do, since he's right there, is just ask Edgar. Edgar doesn't know. Are you sure? The raven never got that close. We could probably, <laughs> like, peep at him from across the room. Peep, peep. Hey, you gotta, you gotta fetch his bare skin? Show me your brood. That's all I need to know. You can go back to haunting me, that's fine. <laughs> Send broods. No! <laughs> oh. No! <laughs> Don't send them here. They're not welcome. Ugh, brood pouches. I love brood patches. My ping- penguins have good brood patches. I don't like birds who have to pluck their own. That is disturbing to me. I don't like that. Self-mutilation to be able to incubate your own eggs. I kind of okay. don't like the idea of any of it, but that's fine. Like, imagine, like, you couldn't keep your... You, you were so well insulated that you could not keep your own baby warm. So, like, mm-hmm. there was just a flap in, like, your fupa that opened yeah, up and you I just don't slid the baby in. I don't love that. I don't because I just imagine it's sticky. Oh, no. It's dry. It's dry. No, I don't think so. Nobody's I think wet. it's No, I think it's going to be kind of sticky. And I don't love that. Where's the stick? What's what's sticky? They don't have it's gum? It's, like, because it's warm and because there's going to be condensation. Oh, uh, I don't know about all that. I do. <laughs> I don't want it. They I don't, don't perspire. Like I don't I think. Don't, I don't know why we're still talking about it. Just think about it. Don't send broods to me. Okay, send so them all the flora. <laughs> the young will fledge at around 18 to 21 days, and then they'll start being, well, they're already hatched out. So they are already having been fed by both the parents. So the male does not help incubate, but he will help eat, feed, fuck. Oh. Uh, help okay. feed babies. <laughs> uh, and they will stay with their parents up to, like, six months. Okay. That sounds, like, that sounds pretty well in line with the limited knowledge I have of birds. Yeah. 
cool. uh, their season, like egg laying season, will just depend on where they're at. So the area and the weather that passes through. They do say the majority are in late February, but it literally it was like all over the place. Lifespan wise, uh, in the wild, the average is like ten to fifteen. So that's the like, average. The oldest ever recorded in the wild, like abandoned wild bird, was twenty three years and three months. Whereas in human care, they see them upwards of forty. Damn. So like free healthcare goes a long way, and so like we should just keep that in mind. Yeah, look at the raven, guys. Look at the raven. Proof is in the pudding. Check it out. So feeding wise, they're obviously an omnivore because walking around, you've seen them eat everything from dirty diapers to like a human eyeball. Like I don't know. They <laughs> like creme de la creme. <laughs> So they're super highly opportunistic. I mean, like, what comes around is raven food, basically. Um, Um, And it does depend on their habitat, like, their predominant feeding style. So there are some who will, like, more often than not predate rodents. And then there's, like, other communities, depending on where they live, who will just highly scavenge carrion and, like, will eat bugs and maggots and all that fun stuff. Okay. There are some that live, like, in Idaho. They said that they, they grow, like cereal grain or something out there mm-hmm. and so they um like that community mainly eats just like fucking cereal grain so <laughs> they're just eating fruit loops i guess like i didn't really know what that meant <laughs> like you just out there uh, chomping some some rice krispies all day is that what dang, they do in idaho that's the life they give them milk whatever and then some eat, uh of course they'll eat berries and fruit as well um, and then, yeah, small invertebrates, amphibians, reptiles, small mammals, birds, human food, waste, and animal feces are just all yum, yum in the tum-tum. That's the way to do it, though, man. Like, no wonder they're doing so well and they're just, like, all over the world. Because they're not picky. You compare it to, like, some animal like the frickin' panda who's like, oh. I only eat bamboo. And if I don't have it, I'm gonna die. It's like, okay, well, well you're not really <laughs> setting yourself up for Spoiler success. alert, you're dying. You? <laughs> oh, this isn't gonna go well. Uh, so, anywho, that's smart, though. That's yeah. good. They also, because they're so fucking intelligent, they also store surplus items out of sight. So, if there's, like, a, a lot of food, a lot of carrion, a lot of seeds, a lot of Rice Krispies... They will go make a food cache and will store it and bury it or what have you. Aww, um, little pantry. They've also been known to raid, first off, other ravens' food caches as well as other animals. So they um, have been known to raid the food cache of, like, arctic fox and other animals who make caches. Oh man. So this is, um, oh, they also do this fun thing where they just, like, stalk wolves. Um, <laughs> and it's called kleptoparasitism. So it's parasitism by theft. So they just, like stalk gray wolves and then just steal their food when they kill stuff (laughs) oh man but they they don't have like i mean they don't have the bill for tearing so they have to just wait and they'll just get scrapped so it's not like they're like flying off with like a fucking caribou kill from a great wolf i mean (laughs) can you imagine you know like got like a whole leg (laughs) it's just not it can't be that big of a deal but i guess when there's a lot of them um they're taking quite a bit so yeah kleptoparasitism Mm. They, okay. that's what i want to do honestly just leave the work to someone else i'll just come in and scoop up the bits yeah like you don't really buy your own food you just go to mcdonald's and like right when they're about to like <laughs> i guess you don't even wait for them to throw your their fries away like they just get the order no. and you just fucking dive bomb the counter and steal their yes. fries and run out <laughs> Or, like, you are just, you just finished making dinner, and I just, like, kick open your front door, come in and take half. Yeah. And then leave. You're like, damn it! Again! Again with the raven. Good thing I made double the fajitas. Double the taquitos. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Okay, and then the raven is the primary, thought to be, the primary natural threat to the nesting success of the California condor. Oh, what? So they're super abundant in the range of the California condor, condor, and they readily take condor eggs. Ooh. However, they also can be a benefit because they're also chasing off golden eagles, who actually predate on, like, larger juvenile California condors. Okay. So So they kind of just break even? It maybe breaks even, but basically they were saying, like, the California condor, even though it's, like, a big-ass bird, it just, like, sits on the nest and, like, doesn't fucking help. So, like, Mm -hmm. the raven just comes in and is like, okay, 
bye. Like it doesn't have, it doesn't defend anything. It's stupid. Oh, okay. Whereas the ravens like throwing stones and like fucking your day up and like tripping you and like pecking out your eyes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the California condor just like sits there. Whatever, dumb, dumb things. I mean, they're not, and they're not that dumb. <laughs> I mean, nothing's that dumb, but I mean, it's not, they're not. A oh, raven. some things are real dumb, but it's not a raven. That's true. They also have something referred to as a recruitment behavior, where juvenile ravens can call other juveniles to come to a meal. Oh, and this is usually when there is a large carcass, so they can call or do whatever. And this allows more juveniles to come and fight off the adult ravens so that they're able to eat. God, the West Cravens strike again. Yeah. So they're able to, um, I don't know what I was going to say. These ding-dang millennials always kicking out the older generations. Yeah. So greedy. I love it. Okay, let's get into intelligence and all of the things they do. And slash crows do because nobody uses the terms correctly. Mm-hmm. So they do have among the largest brain of any bird species. Okay, so big brain. They can problem solve, they can imitate, and they can show insight as well. So coming back to this recruitment behavior, there was a linguist, so a man who studies like language. Derek. I don't know his last <laughs> name. Bickerton. <laughs> I think it's Bickerton. <laughs> Derek the linguist <laughs> hit us with the knowledge. Big D. So there was a biologist who had done some shit, and this linguist was like, yeah, cool. So both of them combined basically said that ravens have demonstrated displacement, which is the capacity to communicate about objects or events that are distant in space and time during the communication. So there are only four animals... Who have shown displacement. Okay. Bees. They do their wiggle dance and tell them Mm -hmm. where there's flowers. Okay. Ants. Who like have heavy shit and they come back and grab more ants. Humans. Because I can say like there's a beer in the fridge. And then ravens. So like during that displacement like the juveniles even though they spend time together at night. They'll roost together at night. Kind of safety Mm -hmm. in numbers. They're all teen. Teen gang. During the day, they will forage alone. So let's say, like, you went out and you're, like, a young juvie and you find a bunch of food. And you find, like, this huge dead carcass. Mm -hmm. So you dick around the rest of the day. And when you come home, you tell all your raven buddies about it. And then the next day, they all go out together. And then they'll chase off adults together. So they, ravens are actually, I mean, all that other ones, they're insects. They're bugs. So they're actually the only vertebrate to have displacement. Um, oh, that's humans. pretty badass. So basically, they're just us as a bird. They're us, but bird. Are they, or are we just them, but not bird? They're. I would say they're bird, and we're not bird. What bird <laughs> us? They, not. They not bird. They, bird. We, not bird. Because <laughs> I will say that I, they're pretty advanced. Okay, so let's get into, there's like so many experiments. So I'll tell you about some fun ones that I found. Um, here's one just about insight and problem solving. So there mm-hmm. was a perch and there was a piece of meat on a string. And the only way to get the meat was to pull up the strand of string, but it was very long. So they had to pull okay. it up, stand on it, and pull it up again and stand on it so that they could like crank it up. Oh, yeah. Um, four out of five ravens succeeded, but the ones that succeeded, the transition from not doing it to doing it had no trial and error. So they looked at it and they were like 30 seconds later, they just did it instantly. Oh, nice. Like, so he didn't have to sit there and be like, oh, does this move? Does this do that? He just looked at it and was like, I have to pull this up and hold it with my foot. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. Um, so they're saying that that kind of shows that they're inventors. They're able to like think ahead and yeah. figure things out without so much trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also 
Um, call the call wolves. Like I said, they follow wolves. Um, also, if they find a carcass and there's like no one around, they'll call and try to like get the attention of wolves to come over so that they can tear up meat. Mm-hmm. Um, if they see other ravens like um, using a food cache, then they will remember and go and like hoard that food cache later. They okay. also have been seen if they're doing a food cache and there's other ravens around, they'll fake they'll fake it out. They'll like pretend to cache the food and then fly away somewhere else and then actually cache it. Okay. So they can like deceive each other and other animals, which is kind of crazy. They have the ability to I can't remember. They have the ability to do something. So there was another experiment <laughs> cool. where they had to use a rock to get a piece of dog kibble. Okay, and they would like die for this dog kibble. Mm-hmm. So they showed them how to do it right first or whatever Mm -hmm. and they said drop this rock in here and a dog kibble comes out so they took away those things they took away the rock they took away the box that had the dog kibble in it Mm -hmm. then they just like threw out like a bunch of shit and they let them pick one thing and including included in that bunch of shit was the rock and then they took everything else away and then 15 minutes later they put the box back and 80 percent of the ravens had selected the tool because they knew it had a use Oh, okay. So then 17 hours later, they did it again and then put the box back in and 90% of them selected the tool. Okay. And that's an experiment that both monkeys and four-year-old human children failed. (laughs) Hey, that sounds about right. (laughs) So they weren't able to, like, acknowledge the fact that that, that they learned the tool had a use and then they kind of tried to plan ahead and grab it for later in case they were able to use it again. Yeah, I guess that, like... Like, forethought, I guess. Yeah, I was just going to say that probably leads to, like, uh, future thinking. And yes. That's not something that a lot of animals have. Yeah. And then they also had one raven, I think it was in that study, who just broke up a bunch of sticks and, like, dropped them in and jammed the box until the dog <laughs> kibble came out. So, Badass. also, just fuck your rules. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it my way. Yep. No rules. Just right. They've also been seen to have delayed gratification, which is pretty rare, so that they can wait and they can barter for better food. So they did oh, a study yeah, I've where, heard about that. Yeah, they did a study where they would get a piece of bread and they could hand it to somebody for a piece of cheese in return, which was mm-hmm. more desirable. Mm-hmm. So there was a fair person um, also who would um, do this and then... There was someone who, if they did that with that person, that person took the bread and then ate the piece of cheese instead of handing it to them. Oh, no. And then there was a neutral person, which I guess they just did nothing. Um, and in, they did they, they showed them, like, who did it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, they picked their people. And they did it two days later. And six of them chose the fair person. And one of them chose neutral. They only tested seven. And then a month later... They tested, I guess, nine. I don't know where the other two came from. Seven of them chose the fair person. One person chose the unfair and one chose the neutral. So they were just saying they remembered faces. They remembered who was fair and unfair a month mm-hmm. later. And then delayed gratification. They knew they could like trade the bread for better stuff. Oh, that's so smart. Um, there was, um, really quick, there was a researcher that came in and worked with our orangutans on a uh, research question that was kind of similar. It was all about, like, cooperation and, like, forward thinking. And they basically, like, built a PVC device that they could attach to the mesh and, like, it, it like, could turn one of two ways. So if it was turned toward the orangutan in the room and they had a stick, then they could operate the device and, like, get the treat inside. Yeah. But if it was turned the other way, they couldn't physically operate it even if they had a stick. So they had to, like, use cooperation with someone else. So right. they had some of the research interns as those people like there was like a like a good person and like an unhelpful person um and like the the helpful person um would just kind of sit there and not interact with them they would just sit like and avert their gaze and then the orangutan if they figured out the rules they would ask like try to get their attention and try to get them to pick up the stick and give it to them uh and if they did so then they could like use that cooperation strategy to retrieve the item. Um, and so they tested it on two different fronts. Like 
they tested it whether that person or the orangutan could get the person to give them the stick to operate the mechanism themselves or if it was turned the other way if they could give the orangutan could give the person the stick and have the person operate it um and like give them the treat inside but it was really funny because when the device was like inoperable by the orangutan and they had to get cooperation from like the research intern <laughs> the one who was like the unhelpful one <laughs> i was talking to her she's like i always feel so bad <laughs> because like these poor guys just look at me like i'm an idiot um but she said that they like part of her parameters was she was allowed to like take the stick that they gave them but she had to like not, not be able to it. figure out how to <laughs> use it yeah so she would just like poke at it and not be able to do it and they would get so mad they're like you're so stupid <laughs> It was hilarious. But yeah, it's so interesting, like, how um, how much, like, critical thinking goes into that. You don't even think about that because right. it's, like, second nature to us. And, like, look at your dumb dog who does none of this. <clears throat> or, like, your dumb baby. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do that at all. Uh, they also had, and this one's, like, I think was in the media a lot, where crows remember faces and then were yeah. communicative in teaching other crows that same face. Yeah. Um, so there was a researcher who would wear a mask, and it was, like, the bad mask, and that's what they would grab up the crows in. Um, mm-hmm. And that, of course, agitated everybody. You're being grabbed up. So they would remember that face. So um, whenever anyone wore the mask, they would be, quote, scolded. So all the – and it says this was crows. All the crows would, like, scream and yell and, like, just throw fit. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks after all of the catch-up, so, like, that bad person hasn't been back and, like – or. Yeah, I guess they hadn't been back and they hadn't disturbed them. Two weeks go by, 26% of them were scolding him. 15 months later, 30% mm-hmm. were scolding him. And three years later, three years since the event where he like where the bad mask had caught up uh, crows, <laughs> 66% scolded him. Passed down through generations. Yell at this man. He's an evil doer. Yeah. And they all just like remembered that he sucked. Damn. They Talk all, about a grudge. They also had have seen crows and ravens commu- um you like uh fuck participating in what they were referring to as like funerals where it seemed like if one had died that others would come and like quote like mourn or like spend time with the mate. Um, but mm. they did a study and they found out that they're really actually trying to learn about danger. So they would come and try to figure out why that one died. And, like, learn about how to then avoid their own death. So it was more, Mm. it was less, like, crying over spilt milk and your dead husband. And more Mm -hmm. like, how do I avoid getting hit by a car? Barbara, we don't care about your dead husband. We just want to know how he died. (laughs) Hey, can you tell me real quick? What squashed his face and how can I avoid it? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, do. Oh, yes. And then caching. They have been also known, like you were talking about earlier, to steal and cache shiny objects. This mm-hmm. is usually more younger juveniles. As they mm-hmm. mature, they lose interest in the unusual and they start to begin to be afraid of kind of those things. Um, but when they're younger, pebbles, metal, golf balls, um, they're just, a, they said they're just like deeply curious and inquisitive, but they also mm-hmm. might use them to try to impress other ravens. Badass. Yeah, so. I don't know. Uh, they also have been seen playing, so they can slide in snowbanks and go sledding. Um, they seem to play a kind of like tag or catch me if you can with dogs, otters, wolves. Um, they do kind of crazy aerobatic displays with each other and like interlock talons and do like these crazy like death drops and then like fly away again. Um, and they've also been seen to make their own toys. Like they'll purposely break sticks in half and in small pieces in order to play with them socially, like with each other. Cool. So they kind of just do it all, I guess. Yeah, they sound super smart. They sound like like children, like murder children, but smarter. <laughs> but smarter than yeah, I mean yeah, like it's like a twelve year old child, like a like an Artemis fowl. Oh my gosh, his last name was a bird. Maybe he was a raven. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, so population-wise, they are increasing because there's a lot of them, and wherever humans are, they are doing really well. Um, mm, they've been known them. to be like an agricultural pest in some areas. In the, <laughs> in the Mojave Desert in particular, there has been a 16-fold increase in the past 25 years. Oh, That's a lot. That's a lot of birds. They've even been culling them in Alaska because there's like a vulnerable, or a, yeah, a vulnerable sea duck. 
mm-hmm. they're like murdering, I guess, and like fucking over. So they've even culled some ravens. Okay. But yeah, they're doing like insanely well. So they'll be here long past we all die. Cool. Cultural significance. I mean, it's huge. Number one, they're found like goddamn everywhere. So like, of course, mm-hmm. everybody has talked about them since the beginning of time. Um, they're usually described as an ill omen, uh, death. They can mean evil. Um, probably due to the fact that they eat dead shit and they're all black. So like, what could be spookier? Mm-hmm. In Sweden, they think ravens are the ghosts of murdered people. In Germany, oh. I mean, not obviously all of them, but this is, like, historically. Um, in Germany, they were known as, like, the souls of the damned. Okay. In Danish folklore, if, uh, like, there was, like, this fucking super raven that had supernatural powers, and it could eat a king's heart to gain human knowledge. Just, like, wildly specific. Checks out. Um, of course, they are super popular in literature, including William Shakespeare, Edgar Allan Poe, Charles Dickens, Gerald Tolkien, Stephen King, and George R.R. R. Martin, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In some mythology, they are the trickster and creator gods, not so much like kind of evil, but more like little little tricky guys. So in North Mesopotamia. In Norse mythology, there was also a pair of ravens who flew all around the world to bring Odin information. Oh, <laughs> so they're also just like smart, I guess. Yeah. Um, there was this like urban legend slash like I don't know what you call it omen that England would not fall to a foreign invader as long as there were ravens at the Tower of London. Oh yeah, so, I definitely heard of that. Yeah. So they said if they are lost or they fly away, the crown will fall and Britain with it. Which is just, like, bad news bears. So there's always fucking ravens at the Tower of London. And there has yeah. been for forever. Um, so yeah, there's cur- a... There was, like, a whole subplot in an episode of Doctor Who about that. That's insane. There's official yeah. raven master. His job is to take care of the ravens. They apparently breed really well. Um, they have six, I think. I did read that one of them flew away and, like, escaped. And then, like, someone caught it and put it back. So, like... Almost had the queen just die, I think. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, so, wait. So, they don't just, like, live there. Like, they're not free-flighted. They, like, live in a... Nope. They're clipped. They're in, like, an aviary. So, gotcha. one of their wings is clipped. Yep. Uh, so, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they're, like, a big tourist thing now. Um, and then in Jewish, Christian, Islamic culture, um, which is less, like, I guess, Noah's Ark stuff... The mm-hmm. first animal that came out of Noah's Ark was the raven. Oh. Probably because so like, it was a bird and, like, it just fucking flew away. Yeah, but... I could kind of cut the line a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it probably flew out of that boat and was like, mm, everything is mine. <laughs> yeah. I'm peacing out. Um, yeah. So, obviously, it's also in J- George R. R. Martin's novels um, and in Game of Thrones, the TV show, there is a character... Um, the three-eyed raven, and then we find out, spoiler alert, that one of our characters is tied to them. Um, and that character's name is Bran, which is Gaelic for the word raven. So Bran and Gaelic means Oh, really? Raven. Yep. Oh, uh, that's smart. So that's a little on the niz. That's like, it's like uh, in Harry Potter when J.K. Rowling named Lupin Remus Lupin. Yeah. And then... <laughs> He's a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler. Um, but the, moon, the, moon! <laughs> but the three-eyed raven has the power of green sight, which is to perceive past, present, and future, and time travel with ease, which seems on point for, like, a raven, especially one with a third eye. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, and then just as I was doing research, I did find out in the book, Game of Thrones, by J. Or George R. R. Martin, it is a crow and not a raven. <laughs> really? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> so then the whole episode of this is garbage because it doesn't even make any sense. But no, we're doing it based on the show. So fuck the book. No one can read. I didn't read it. I'd never read it. So wait, it was just called like the three-eyed crow? I guess. That doesn't sound as cool. No. Well, and I know like the the wildlings refer to... The Night's Watch is crows. Yeah, so so the people that wear are black. Yeah, but they're like, you're not as cool as a raven, you're a crow. Yeah, apparently in the book, it's called a three-eyed crow. That sounds lame as hell. (laughs) 
It's just like Come this at me, little, George. Sh- it's a little shifty bird when it could be a big shifty bird. Mm. Yeah, I, I trust the bigger shifty one. He seems like he could travel through time and space a little easier. I have to say my favorite bird in media is probably the birds with Alfred oh, yeah. Hitchcock. Yeah, with Tippi Hendren. I was just yes. thinking about that movie today. Like, how prophetic. That movie was crazy. That movie was crazy. And those were, like, wild birds that they trained. Um, yes. Like, they weren't even, like, like, not all of them were, like, movie-trained birds. They just, like, made birds, like, show up. <laughs> yeah, and I read this thing. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's, like, in one of those trivia f- things that um, Alfred Hitchcock was just, like, plaguing Tippi Hendren with birds and then they would, like, tie the ravens to her on, like, like these, like, long strings so that they would just, like, constantly attack her. So by the end oh of the movie, she was, like, traumatized. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was kind of a lunatic. Oh, yeah, he was for sure. Usually all those crazy, the directors, they're all crazy. Yeah. But that's a really good movie, and it features crows and ravens. Hey, all the blackbirds. Um, and what about, I've... oh, go ahead. I've just, I was going to say, I've been to Bodega Bay in California, and I've been to the schoolhouse that it was filmed at. Oh, really? That's all. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. It was cool. Um, I guess it's a what church. What about, I feel like ravens are, like, huge in, like, comic books, too. Like, I, I feel like I've heard constantly about some sort of raven character. Like, I know in, like, Teen Titans, there's, like, Raven. Like, she's a character. Right. And she's, like, the daughter of Satan or something like that. Um, which checks out. And then I know if you guys watch that new Sabrina show on Netflix, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, there's, I guess, a raven. I don't know if it's a crow or a raven, but it's like the familiar of one of the main characters. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like everywhere. All over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? You live on half the planet. Like, we're going to talk about you. <laughs> yeah. And also, you're like cool as shit. Yeah, they are really cool, and they're, like, wicked smart, and there's lots of videos of them, like, communicating and talking and, like, making all their cool noises on the internet, if you want to Google it. Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, that's kind of all I had. Nice. That was super interesting. the three-eyed raven, because I didn't want to do trout. That's fair. I was looking at pictures while you were talking about them this whole episode, and they just all sort of look like puppets, right? Yeah, they're really fluffy. So glossy. Yeah, like yep. Every you see them, you're like, is that real? (laughs) They're super iridescent. And another, um, another thing too that kind of differentiates a raven from a crow is a raven. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what they called it, but it has like this neck fluff. Like the feathers, like make almost like a little beard. And crows don't have that. Oh, okay, good to know. Yeah. So if you see one and it's like it has a beard, and it. fucking like writes down your soul then it's probably a raven (laughs) if it's got a beard and it speaks english and it like is pelting you with stones it's probably a raven and it stole your like watch and your girlfriend and it told you you the time and location of your death then it's probably a raven then it probably a raven it's probably not a crow if all those things happen right If if only like half of them did though then it's probably a crow yeah, I don't know. They're kind of cool. Yeah, they're really interesting. That was really good. I don't really remember Edgar Allan Poe's thing, but it was something about uh, a raven quaffing things. <laughs> yeah, man, he was basically just, like, terrorizing this man. Yeah, was the raven terrorizing him? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Oh, been- it was the visitor. Okay, yeah, he was tapping on his chamber door. Yeah, because that was, like, his most famous poem right yeah um it had that like really famous line what was it something about midnight dreary upon Anyways. once upon a midnight dreary while i pondered weak and weary that's it that's, that's the, the one. beginning that's the first line so yeah, yeah there's, there's someone the... at his like window and like someone at his door and he's like it's this bitch that i love i love this bitch and yeah. then they knock on the window and he opens it and a fucking raven's like, it's me. <laughs> it's like, never more. Um, do you remember that show, The Forgotten? Was that what it was called? Or the, shit, what was it? It was like, it was about that man, it was about that serial killer. Like, you turned me on to it and Kevin Bacon was in it. 
Oh, what was that show? Because like God. there was like a whole like Nevermore plot. Like he was obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe. Well, yeah, he like, taught Edgar. Yeah, because he taught Edgar Allan Poe. Like he taught like a literature class. Yeah, the, was it the serial followers? killer did. Yeah, the, the following, following, the following, the following, the following. It's yeah, so the second good. season like wasn't very good, but the no, first season also, was really good. That's because they blow him up and then he comes back after they literally actually blow him up in a building. I mean, damn spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but they it's God. just it doesn't make the show uh, any less bad. And also he lived, so it's not really a spoiler. Yeah, but okay. Anyways, the first season's really good. You guys should watch it. Um but yeah, that was like a whole whole thing there too. Yeah, he wore that he wore that creepy Edgar Allan Poe mask. Oh yeah, he did. I totally forgot about that. Damn, that show was whack. Um, what uh, what was speaking of Edgar? What what's your favorite Edgar Allan Poe story or a poem? What? I only know the what's Raven. Your... What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> oh really? Read? Yeah. You never read like the Telltale Heart? No. Really? About the man who, like, buried a guy under his floorboards? No. Oh my god, you should get into it. You love horror. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I know. Is that one your favorite? favorite. No, my favorite (laughs) is Annabelle Lee. Thank you for asking. I tried to ask. It's a good one. You should check it out. It's really, really dark and dreary. (laughs) Um, I'll say The Cask of Amontillado. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Is that where he blocks him into the wall? Um, no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Some of those get pretty trippy. I kind of don't know what happens in some of them. Isn't there one where he, like, he, like, bricks a guy up into a wall? You know what? It might be. Because then there's the... A mask of red Oh, no, death. it is. It's the cask of Amontillado. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he, nice. Yeah. I was thinking reveals... of the mask. He reveals brick and mortar, and he just, like, mortars this guy into the wall. So, you, you know what? You do what you gotta do. Yeah, no shame in that game. Mm-mm. Sometimes you just gotta, like, build a guy into a wall. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And sometimes you gotta build a man in a wall. <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Stick that on your pipe and smoke it. Yep. Um. All right. Should we wrap it up? Well, now that I'm, like, looking at all this, I think I did read this. <laughs> yeah, right? He's, like, a classic author. Like, everyone yeah. knows his stuff. Um, okay, so that's it. Thank you for joining us about with the three-eyed raven. Ravens are bigger than crows, and they're better than crows, apparently. <laughs> they're both corvids. There's eight subspecies of the common raven. Um, there's a lot of different kinds of ravens. There's over 120 like- corvids. In general. I feel like the majority of the Raven facts you read were, like, very complimentary to Ravens, and it probably checks out that they were written by a Raven. Yeah. Anybody can edit Wikipedia. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, is, like, they have the wherewithal to do so. All he did was, like, point at keys with his beak, and then, like, a human (laughs) tapped it out. (laughs) Yep. That's it. So they're big, and they're sultry, and they have iridescent feathers, and they can croak. They don't really crow, or they don't caw. They croak. Um, they're black. They're iridescent. They're big. They make babies. They travel in pairs. They don't travel in large groups, typically, unless they're juveniles. And then you'll see them together. They're opportunistic feeders. They will eat pretty much anything. Their numbers are doing really, really well because they will eat anything and live almost anywhere. Sometimes they steal food. They do kleptoparasitism. They also cache food. And um, they show signs of insight and imitation and problem solving and tool use and communicating with each other and displacement, which is unique to only four animals, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, they remember faces and they tell each other these faces. And they play with each other and they make toys. And they're culturally thought of as evil, even though they don't do anything really evil, unless you're a wolf, I guess, and they (laughs) stalk you and steal your food. It's like the only evil thing they do. I mean, they do kind of, like, steal deer hair. Oh, they pluck the deer. That is the most evil thing I could think of. I was gonna say, I don't know how evil that is, if it's just kind of a bit dickish. Oh, it's evil. Okay. (laughs) 
You know, when we hit those deer with our car, there's probably a raven nearby like, yes! <laughs> she did my bidding! <laughs> yes! More hair for the nest. You know what? That raven probably set up that condition. Like, it, like, made the road wet oh. and, like, pushed the deer out. Oh, God. It, it mm. probably sent me the alert that was, like, Jack White's playing. <laughs> like, it true, texted true. me about the concert yeah. from the get-go. Like, that's how far ahead it planned. Oh, oh my God! Jack White is a raven. It was his doing all along. All along, <laughs> he <laughs> would be. He looks honestly, like a goddamn raven. <laughs> honestly, he could be a raven. He is. He's a man raven. He's a man raven. He could. I. He. What if he's Edgar Allan Poe and reincarnate? <laughs> oh, shit! Because <laughs> he could also just be that. Stick I a bet mustache he... on him. That's Edgar Allan Poe. You know what? I bet one of his songs is just, like, one of his poems to, like, some kick-ass, like, drums and guitar, and we just never even noticed. Yeah, I don't think he ever sings about ravens. I mean, not unless you play the track backwards. Oh, The Battle of the Hawk and the Raven. That's, um... <laughs> that's not him, is it? No, he didn't. know. Oh, it was... There's a movie, War Cry, The Battle of the Hawk and the Raven, and he wrote a song called Battle Cry for it badass so it's raven adjacent so like another conspiracy confirmed that's fine it's fine 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 everything's fine everything's okay. okay that's all i have thank you for joining us don't forget to rate us and review us on itunes for every review we get we donate five dollars to conservation we only had one last month so we're rolling it over to this month um feel free to join us on facebook and instagram and twitter where we tweet out different stuff chat about different stuff um send us an email at keeperchat at gmail.com if you want to get in touch something more serious or if you have a quick and dirty a and d question or prompt or what have you um join our patreon patreon.com slash keeperchat i think i don't know just google yeah. patron and keeperchat in the same sentence and we'll show up now because we're not listed as not safe for work <laughs> um <laughs> yeah for five dollars a month you can join other patrons and get in on voting of new episodes, behind-the-scenes pictures, um, commentary, weird stuff, Let's Plays, I don't know. Um, and yeah, if you sign up now, you get access to all the months previous already. So we're behind a month already because we're the worst, and I don't think you are surprised. Um, so this month there's going to be a bunch of shit coming out all at once because we fucked up. So um, <laughs> now's a good time <laughs> to yeah. jump on board, I'd say. I'd say so too. Get over here. Get on this. Get on boat. in. Uh, and if Boats you don't leaving. know, do you yeah, have a ticket. <laughs> if you don't know what we do with that money, um, we use it on the podcast. It pays for our publishing of our podcast. Um, and also, uh, if you didn't listen to the past couple episodes, we did donate five hundred dollars to five different cons- well, we donated a hundred dollars to five different conservation organizations. So um, you are helping out the world and also us um, whenever you are donating through patreon so we super fucking appreciate it it doesn't just go to like our blow and heroin addiction that comes from somebody else's pocket mainly my sugar daddy i have to pay for it myself you don't have a sugar daddy and i don't (laughs) (laughs) he cut me off (laughs) i'm so sorry that's okay I did actually, I don't have a real sugar daddy. I, I, one time a boy sent me $10 (laughs) over the internet. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I don't actually have a real heroin and blow addiction. Oh, no, I'm not going to that. But no, you're just going to let that, you're just going to let that ride. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, one time I did get $10 sent to me. So I feel like we can make this happen, y'all. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. It's just like tending to like a little fire, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to leave. This Bye. is enough. Bye. <laughs> Smell y'all later. <laughs>